Sometimes the simple things are the best things, that which we can easily understand and go and do. And in this podcast, we are going to listen to a very short word of encouragement, about five simple steps of how to get started in disciple-making movements. Here we go back to Floyd McClung as he was with us a number of years ago, and he gave us a very short um, snippet of how to start in disciple-making movements and what should I do. And I hope you really enjoy this How to Start in DMM by Floyd McClung. How do you get started? Uh, Some of you might already be on the journey where you've already got uh, some friends gathered who don't know Jesus. Maybe you've already gathered some of them and they've come to know Jesus and you've started a church community. I think we use the language here of missional community. But let's just step back for a second for those of us who haven't really started at all on the journey. And where do we go with that? And I just want to suggest five simple things. And there's a little brochure that you're going to get a copy of. Everybody's got one last night and we have extras for you today and you can take extras. And we talk about five ways to get going. Number one is pray. Pray specifically. Pray for people by name. Pray for people you don't know yet. Ask God to bring them into your life. Make lists. Make lists of people whose hearts are really hungry. Make lists of people whose hearts are not yet open and keep praying for them. Be really faithful to them. Pray diligently and specifically. Pray sacrificially. Pray for people. Pray that there will be people who will come to know Jesus. Pray for the joy of leading people to faith in Jesus. Pray for fruit. Jesus wants you and me to be fruitful. Pray for that. It's a part of your inheritance and your destiny. Don't die and go to heaven without it. It's too much fun to miss out on. Pray for those people. When you find them, when you have a relationship with them, share Jesus with them. Two ways that I encourage you to do that. Make statements that initiate spiritual conversations. Give people a chance. Don't hit them over the head. But let them know. And think about those statements. Think about things that you can say that can initiate a spiritual conversation. It's not going to chase a person off. And it's an invite for them to engage with you in a conversation about spiritual things. I sat down next to a guy in an airplane. And um, I had just asked him, I just, you know, this is one of the things I like to ask people. I said, um, are, do you consider yourself to be a spiritual person? If, if so, what kind of spiritual person are you? What What is your form of spirituality? So that's not a yes or no question. Never ask a person, are you a Christian? If they say yes and they're not really one, then you're really stuck. You know, the conversation will then go something like, you know, I think you're lying. (laughs) That's a bummer of a conversation. (laughs) If they say no and look at you, then it's like, hmm. No, ask people where they are on their spiritual journey. And this guy opened up and he told me. And we had the most amazing conversation. I sit next to a guy. I travel quite a bit. And I sit next to this guy in an airplane. And um, he was reading a car magazine. I said, oh, that looks awesome. What kind, of, what kind of car do you have? Are you into cars? Oh, yeah. Off we go in a conversation. And, uh, oh, what are you into? And I forget what I said. I, I often say things like, well, I ask questions for a living. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, uh, well, would you like me to show you? (laughs) 
<laughs> Can I ask you a couple of questions? <laughs> Just show you how I do it. And uh, he said, well, okay. <laughs> and you know, I think the second or third question was, is there anybody you know praying for you in your life? He looked at me and he said, oh my goodness. He said, my mother will tell me that you are the answer to her prayer. <laughs> I said, oh, your mother praying for you. Oh, yeah. He said, all the time. I'm kind of like backslid. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm so glad your mother prayed me right here. I like this. I like this scene on the airplane. You know, so off we go. By the time when we were getting ready to touch down, this guy grabbed my arm and he said, please don't let this plane land without praying with me. This is my time. I know I need to come back to Jesus. So it was right there. So pray, be ready to share the gospel. And number one, know how to initiate spiritual conversations. And number two, know how to share your testimony, your story with Jesus. Know how to share. And you want to practice. You're not being artificial, by the way, when you practice something that's true. You're not being phony. You're not making something up. But know how to articulate your story in a way that can communicate to people. And get all the Christianese out of it. I grew up with... uh, You know, you not only had to say the right words, you had to have the right shake in the voice. You know, you had the the Pentecostal warble. Oh, God. It's like... Most people spoke English and then God spoke God, you know. <laughs> so get all that out of your vocab. <laughs> and know how to share your story. So number one, pray. Number two, share the good news with people. Number three, follow up with people. If they're hungry and open, say, hey, would you like to get a cup of coffee and talk about this some more? Something safe, something neutral. Where you can take it a step further. Neutral meaning like a coffee shop or something like that. Maybe they would, you know, they would, you would immediately could invite them to your home. That might be a safe place, but just follow through. Hear more. Hear their spiritual story. If they're open, then offer to get together on a regular basis. What you want to start praying for is that they will want to bring their friends. That's like gold mine. You want to pray for a person who says to you, like a guy said to me a few weeks ago, could I bring more of my friends here? And you know what I said to him? Because we already had several guys. So I said, man, that is an awesome thing. How would you feel if you actually got together with those guys and I will like, I will like help you get your friends together? Okay, he's this still like not yet really totally sold out, kind of getting there kind of kind of guy. But I'm offering now to coach him to start a church and he's not yet trained to do that, right? But that's okay. Because that's how you learn and grow. So number one, pray. Number two, share the good news with people. Number three, start investing in their life. Meet regularly with them. I've given you practical suggestions how to do that. Number four... See that happen with a number of other people, a relative, a friend, maybe somebody else you've connected with and you introduce two or three, but ideally they bring two or three or four of their friends and you've got a little Bible study going. I would 
personally, I, would, I wouldn't advise calling it a Bible study. I would just say we're, we're talking about our spiritual journeys. We're learning. And I would always make Jesus the focus of it. I would let people know. No tricks. No hidden agendas. I would just let people know when we're kind of like at that process of, hey, let's just do this regularly because I, I see you're really open to Jesus. I love Jesus. And we can talk about him and we can just hear what he says about how we should live our lives and how he wants to help us. Does that make sense? Are you with me? And ideally, you want to grow that to it multiplies and starts other groups. And out of those comes a little church. Uh, we define a church as two or three or more people where there are people getting baptized and people are then having this multiple dimension. They're giving thanks to God. They have the upward dimension in their life. They're praying for each other. They're reading the Bible and they're, or they're hearing the Bible. They're learning from it and they're reaching out to their friends. They have worship, mission, and community. Those three dimensions and we've seen a church where there's baptisms. And then you just repeat the whole process all over again. That's pretty simple and straightforward, isn't it? If it's simple, it can be transferable and reproducible. And the next thing I would suggest is always having pizza. (laughs) Because you can't have church in Australia without pizza. (laughs) Oh, wow, the pizza is here. That's amazing. (laughs) I think it's time for lunch. (laughs) 